This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, don't be afraid to ask questions, even about really troubling stories like this Paul Pelosi story. Do not expect the media to do its job. Their job is not facts. Their job is obfuscation and narrative building. We got a lot to talk about today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Thousands of my savvy listeners are using a VPN. You should get one today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I got that. Big update on that FBI story from a whistleblower that appeared on my show and a lot more to talk about. So let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Let's say you're a proud gun owner. You want to go on social media and talk about the right to bear arms. Well, chances are your post is going to be flagged by a content moderator. You might end up on some kind of government watch list to fight back against having your voice censored by big tech. I recommend ExpressVPN. I use it. See, the problem with big tech is that they track what you do online, what you're searching for, videos you watch, and everything you click. They can match your activity to your true identity using your device's unique IP address. When I use ExpressVPN, they can't see my IP address at all. My identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. Plus, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of my internet data for protection from hackers and eavesdroppers. ExpressVPN is a VPN rated number one by Business Insider and countless other tech platforms. It couldn't be easier to use. The app has one button, tap it, you're protected. It's that easy. I can figure it out. I'm not that tech savvy. Defend your rights and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino to get three months free. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joseph, let's go. Here we go again. Yes, I know. We go. Joe's laughing because I started, uh, they had two missteps when I started the show today. I didn't like the beginning. I'm like, I just keep rolling. I'm doing that over again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm sorry, man. Sorry, both of you guys. It's okay. I want to make it perfect. I rarely do that, by the way, which they can attest to. Yeah, just, it's true. Uh, I like the show. You know, radio, you got to do radio is live here. I do what I want. So I'm like, we're going to edit that. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions, especially common sense questions. The Bongino rule probably served you well on the Paul Pelosi attack story. Uh, the Bongino rule wait 24 to 72 hours before parroting any uh, left wing media narrative. You know, deranged MAGA lunatic attacks uh, Paul Pelosi, Nancy's husband. Of course, that's the narrative they want, which is, listen, the story's tragic regardless. Let's just put a period on that. I don't want anybody being attacked with hammers or otherwise. You know, we, we don't, do we really even need to say that? Unfortunately, with liberal lunatics, yeah. you do. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's really sad. But you asking questions uh, does, does not in any way take away from, the, from the, the tragedy of what happened here. Okay? The left is about narratives. The left is not about facts. So if you waited the 24 to 72 hours and applied the Bongino rule before you jumped the conclusions, you were served well. Now, I had a couple of people email me, fairly enough. They said, Dan, you only spent about a minute on the Pelosi attack on your Fox show Saturday night. Folks, uh, the Bongino rule is called the Bongino rule because Bongino, me, uh, I try to live by it myself. That's why it's the Bongino rule and not the Bongino suggestion. That's why. There were too many open questions about the attack for me to spend an entire segment speculating on what may have happened. 
We didn't even have the questions to ask yet. I like to apply this rule. I told you, I don't need to be first. I need to be accurate so you can come here and get an accurate assessment of what's going on. Now, Red State has a good piece by, by our friend Bonchi here. The Paul Pelosi story makes no sense and the public needs answers. Yeah, it does. It's a it's obviously a very serious story. You have the husband of the Speaker of the House uh, hit with a hammer in their house. That's what we know. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. So it's our job to figure out what the unanswered questions are and start to gather evidence so we can get a full compilation of actually what happened here. Here are some of the unanswered questions so far. If you want to check out the Red State article, they cover a lot of this, by the way. It's in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Unanswered questions so far about the Paul Pelosi attack. Let's get through them one by one. Number one, the call to 911 was obviously recorded and people heard it. Now, you can't yada, yada, yada your way through that as one CNN guy tried to do. I'll play that video coming up in a, in a, in a minute here. Somebody heard this call. Why can't we hear the call? Paul Pelosi dialed 911. It was recorded. Why haven't we heard this yet? Folks, it's a big story. It's the husband to the Speaker of the House. It's, it's a BFD, this story. Why haven't we heard the call yet? Second, who let the police in when this attack was going on? Again, these are open questions at this point. There seems to be some confusion based on prior police statements. Now, don't rush to any conclusions on this. Folks, I'm serious. Really, please try to apply that rule because if we do what the left-wing media does and we jump to a narrative rather than sticking to the facts too, then it discredits us too. It's our obligation to defeat the left-wing's narrative-building agenda and be ironclad like magnetized to facts here. I want to know why was there... That should be a pretty simple answer. Third unanswered question, is there body cam of this? Is the body cam going to be released? Again, it's an important story about a public figure, whether he wants to be or not. It's a husband of Speaker of the United States, Speaker of the House. If this is a politically motivated attack by some MAGA crazy person, then I, I want to know about it. I don't care if the narrative is bad or not. I want to know, and you should want to know too. So why aren't we releasing this information? Why all the media speculation? Oh, negative conservative people. Finally, obviously, the biggest open and unanswered question, as I just said, is what was the motive for this attack? Of course, the media is going to jump to a conclusion. This is a MAGA guy, conservatives, uh, political rhetoric. Uh, so political rhetoric, Joe, that one really. When I hear talk from the left about political rhetoric, you get the double-barreled family-friendly. You're talking about a side on the left calling us racist, semi-fascist, deplorables, uh, homophobes. You're talking about political... Are you serious? Like, you can sit down and shut your mouths. You have zero credibility in this debate. Zero. zero. No one takes you seriously. Nobody. Until you call out the left, call out the left for their disgusting political attacks on us, causing violence and getting death threats against many of us. I am not even remotely interested in your opinion. DBFF. Yeah, baby. You know it. Yep. Double back. Here's this tweet. Big time. Here's a tweet from an NBC uh, reporter, affiliate Jackson Von Durbecken on Twitter. 
So apparently the FBI went to the home of the Berkeley, the Berkeley home tied to the Pelosi beating suspect, he notes. The Victorian home is dubbed a hippie collective by the neighbors. Folks, if you look around it, they have the look at the pride flag. It looks like there's some kind of BLM thing in, in the window here, something like that, or hate doesn't live here, some great. I mean, that's kind of an interesting piece of information when you're describing motive, right? Folks, motive matters. Why does motive matter? Because if you're a media person and you're not asking questions about the motive, but you're jumping to the conclusion that the motive was automatically a right-wing political motive, then aren't you obligated to back that up with facts? Do you know that? If it's true, I'm not. And by the way, just to be 100% transparent and clear, look at me, I mean this. If that turns out to be the motive that this clearly disturbed individual was uh, motivated by by some uh, right-wing whatever stuff, then we need to know that. That's facts. But that's not the facts yet. We don't know that. Why is everybody jumping to conclusions? Here, here's Biden again, always. I I mean, you want to talk again about a guy who just, his his lifeblood is division. If he is not dividing people, engaged in corrupt deals, attacking people as semi-fascist, because he's an ignoramus who's completely incompetent, then he's not doing anything. His sole purpose, Biden, is to divide and destroy this country. He has no idea yet what the motive is for this attack. He just doesn't. There's speculation. Speculation's rampant. So instead of Biden saying something like, listen, we've seen a history of political violence on both sides of the aisle here. You had the Steve Scalise shooting, Kavanaugh, Rand Paul, um, you know, Instead of saying something like that and seeing, you know, seeing himself as like a bipartisan healer, what does he do? He says this. He's automatically convinced now this was like right wing political rhetoric that did it. Yet he doesn't have the facts to back it up because that's what he does. Take a listen. The election was not real, that it's being stolen, that all the all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. He can't just apologize and say the violence. It affects people's mentality. It affects how people think, particularly people who are not maybe as stable as other people. So the the talk has to stop. That's the problem. That's the problem. We can't just say, I feel badly about the violence. We condemn it. Condemn what produces the violence. And this talk produces the violence. See, he's already convinced himself of that, that this talk, January 6th elections, he's already convinced himself that that's the motive here. See, Biden doesn't know that. Biden doesn't know a lot. Biden doesn't know much at all. But he's already convinced himself that that's the case because he knows, what, eight days now before an election, he can use that to divide the country further. This is not the United States of America anymore. I wish it were. It is the divided states of America. And it's really sad that we've gotten to this point. As I've said, and we'll say repeatedly, and we'll say over and over and over again, because the left won't. The left is the party of inciting violence. We are not. There is no place for that in a constitutional republic. Once that red line is crossed, there's no turning back. There's no turning back. And if you've experienced the effects of real violence, dead bodies and everything, as I and many other have, up close and personal, You better be damn sure you're very careful with this kind of stuff. Because once you get there and that red line's crossed, there's no turning back. 
The left is the party of inciting violence. They have always been the party of inciting violence, of Antifa, BLM. That is their thing. Let it stay their thing. Because we can't fix this place if the fights, if the shooting starts happening block to block. It's not going to be any saving. There's no negotiating over a PR or narrative strategy as you're shooting each other. Doesn't work. That's why it's up to us to get to the bottom of this. Now, one of the few honest journalists left, Glenn Greenwald. Greenwald has been asking questions about the attack. He says, listen, it's very possible that the instantly formed media narrative that Pelosi's attacker was a MAGA fanatic who broke into murder Nancy will be proven true. It is possible. Could be. He knows. But right now, there are many glaring doubts and holes in that story. And it just takes common sense to question this. Now, Joe, um, if you were an actual journalist out there, you know, Greenwald is, most aren't, you'd be saying that too. Like, hey, uh, all right, that's that's a possible narrative there. Could be true. but yeah." Can you back that up with, you know, some 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 data and stuff? Right. Yeah, right, right. Here's Greenwald's other tweet. It's genuinely alarming how conditioned so much of the population is here to equate skepticism towards pronouncements of media corporation with mental illness. If you don't instantly accept what Wolf Blitzer and Andrea Mitchell claim, then you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Ladies and gentlemen, ignore these people. Ignore them. As I'll say later in this Luke Bryan segment, this country singer, what is it? ignore, don't ever, ever apologize to these people and don't ever accept their narrative. Kindly tell them to F off. You can use a more politically correct term if you'd like and just move along. They are irrelevant in your life. These media cancel culture lunatics only have power if you give it to them. People are starting to ignore them on a mass scale. It is beautiful to watch. Do not trust these people. Here's what I mean. Here's John Miller on CNN. Now, John Miller, I believe, was the deputy a deputy commissioner with the NYPD. He was a former journalist, investigative reporter in New York. I think he does that again now. I remember him growing up. He's on CNN, and he says at one point, talking about the 911 call, I want you to pay attention to this, that uh, Paul Pelosi, so on and so forth, said something. So on, you can't yada, 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 so on and so forth. What he said on the 911 call is critical to an analysis of motive. This isn't investigative reporting. This is you glossing over the most important thing said on the call. Here, take a listen. Have you learned anything new? You know, the call is really interesting mm-hmm. because it was the difference between probably life and death in this case. But Paul Pelosi calls the 911 operator and he's speaking in vagaries. There's this person in my house, um, so on and so forth. And at some point, Heather Grimes, the 911 operator, says, sir, are you okay?" And he says, no. And the conversation goes on in the background. You can hear David DePape, the alleged subject here, the suspect. um, And he's saying, who's that? Put down the phone. And then. You can barely hear him because he sounds like he's whispering, um, according Mm. to people who have heard the conversation and the call ends. But Heather Grimes knows this isn't right. And that is the residence of Nancy Pelosi. All of that goes the entire conversation basically goes into the mobile data transmitter that gets to the officers. They read it. And then Kyle, Kyle uh, Willems and uh, Officer Cagney and Willems come through the door. Sergeant Wong, not far behind them. And then they see this struggle for the hammer where they order both men to let go. Um, when Pelosi lets go, 
uh, DePape allegedly hits him with the hammer and he goes down and the officers tackle him. All of this happens within a quick second as they come through the door trying to assess what exactly is going on here. Because mm-hmm. what they got was a wellness call at the house, something's wrong, but not a lot of detail that made sense. Okay, so on and so forth. But notice what he says later. He says, according to people who've heard the call. So obviously the call's recorded. It's a 911 call. Why can't we hear this? Oh, uh, it's a private matter. No, no, it's not a private matter. You understand the media is making this a public indictment of you. Conservatives and MAGA people, you did this. You inspired this guy who lives in some commune house with hippies, apparently, with the pride flag out front. You did this. They're blaming you. So if you're going to blame me in the court of public opinion, then at least apply the rules of fairness and produce the evidence. Can we hear the 911 tape? Notice what else he says. Did you catch it, guys? He's got the names of the officers, too. Who's giving him this information? He's got the names of the officers. Publicly disclosed? Great. Then is there body cam? Can we see it? He has all this detail, but when he can use the detail to make the case, supposedly, that you deadly, dangerous MAGA people did it, do you notice all of a sudden, like, they yada, yada, yada that? Uh, So on and so forth. Supposedly on the tape, he mentioned something about a friend. I don't know. I, we, let's hear the tape. I'm not jumping to any conclusions on any, because I don't do that. My credibility matters, unlike these media lunatics. My gosh, you're indicting a group of people in the court of public opinion. At least apply the rules of common decency, man. And by the way, where do I go every morning for the leftist agenda? Playbook. Playbook. Political playbook. You know it, baby. This is the liberal morning email list Bible. Everything you ever wanted to know about what the left was thinking. You will, you ever want to see what the left is thinking, folks, just learn how to read the news critically because they'll tell you, you just have to know where to go. You want to know what the left's real agenda with this thing is so far? <laughs> political playbook. New York Times, Annie Carney, Katie Edmondson, and Carl Holsey. Dive into the decades of vilification of Nancy Pelosi in the public square preceding Friday's attack. Here we go. Here we go. And the fuselage of threats, fuselage of threats she regularly faces. That's it. If Woody would have went right to the, that's it, Joe. So now Nancy Pelosi, who is a public figure who has imposed bad policy on this country for decades, you got to pass it till you find, and you'll find out what's in it about Obamacare. That political attacks on her terrible ideas, they are now verboten. No more is allowed because you did this. You did this. Keep in mind, again, conservatives believe in big R, God-given rights for everyone. They have, they have consistently, on here, on Fox, called out any form of political violence. Yet, because this guy, in the hippie commune guy, attacked his, his, her husband, tragically, would have a guy to have a surgery. It's a serious attack, right? All of a sudden, no more, no more political attacks on Nancy Pelosi. She can attack you, but you can't attack back. By the way, totally ignoring Scalise, Rand Paul, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, and the death threats we get, too. Ignores that completely. Now you know their real agenda. And I'm not playing along with it. And neither should you. Facts matter. All right, here's, I got a lot coming up. Uh, 
Elon update, election update, FBI whistleblower on my show. Stay tuned. Really uh, mind-blowing information about this Babel X. And why naming the program, by the way, that the FBI is using is super important. Let me get to this first. My pillow, folks, the inventor and CEO of my pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. You ever picked up a towel, picked up a, a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it doesn't absorb anything? Well, it kind of defeats the purpose, right? It's a towel. You don't want a towel leaving you out to dry. Get it? That's why my pillow has developed the my pillow towels, towels that work. I know it's mind blowing. These things are super absorbent. We love them. They actually dry you well. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. Pick them all up. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.96 with the promo code DAN. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listeners special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty. They have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this incredible offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listeners special, and enter promo code DAN. Or call 800-637-4982, 800-637-4982. Use promo code DAN. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code DAN. Uh, thanks, MyPillow. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So last week, this show went crazy, by the way. We had so many watches and listens and downloads on this show. I discussed FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin expressing to me a deep concern with the FBI using a social media surveillance tool called Babel X, B-A-B-E-L-X, Babel X. Um, again, that's, the program is not illegal to use. It's social media stuff. I'm not knocking Babel X. So you're free to download the software all you want or use the software, whatever it is. That's not the point. The point is it is a surveillance tool for social media that law enforcement agencies and others can use to kind of search for terms, aggregate information, and make it simpler to politically target people if that's what you wanted to do. Now, why is it so critical to name these things? Well, the FBI didn't want anyone to know, according to my sources, that they were using this Babel X or the name of the software because, drum roll please, because they didn't want FOIA requests. And it's really easy to avoid FOIA requests. You guys get it? If you don't know the name of the software, uh -huh. what to FOIA? Yeah. So, they, so one of my partners says, oh, I love this guy. So when the uh, software is named... Now they got themselves a little bit of a problem. So uh, Kyle Serafin, former FBI agent, was on my show this weekend discussing the problem here. And he's clear about it. Like, this isn't an illegal program to use. I just want to be crystal clear about that. And there is probably a public interest in using it if you're targeting terrorists on social media. You know, you probably want to put it in bomb, Times Square, whatever it is. But 
I don't think that's what the FBI is using it for. Why? Well, I base that on the history of the FBI, political targeting, political targeting of Trump, political targeting of Mar-a-Lago, political targeting of pro-lifers. Here's Cal Serafin on my show this weekend describing Babel X and potentially some of the problems. This is a uh, first is two cuts of this. Here's cut one. Check this out. Babel X is a social media exploitation tool or what the Bureau calls SOMEX since they love acronyms so much. And the tool is used to crawl across multiple platforms of social media. And when used properly, it's an appropriate law enforcement tool. It can be used very narrowly, uh, very specific keywords and very specific um, geographic areas. And so then you end up with a very appropriate tool. But if that is expanded, it has some very questionable constitutional issues that come up, uh, specifically your First Amendment right to free speech and whether the government should be monitoring it. The point he's trying to make there is these are FBI agents like he was. They have badges, they have guns, and the ability to take your freedom. While the program is not illegal to use and may not even be a bad idea to use in specific targeting situations directed at a proper law enforcement counterterror mission, it, it, you know, uh, I'm saying this wrong, and forgive me. I, I'm, I'm thinking about when I got into a debate with someone on the air a long time ago about the militarization of policing and the equipment. Um, I said to someone, listen, that obviously concerns me, but the point I was bringing up is, it's not so much the equipment that matters. It's the rules of engagement. Police are always going to need weapons and they're always going to need equipment. But it's the rules of engagement that I, I'm concerned more about than I am about the equipment. Does that make sense? If there's very strict rules of engagement about what policing equipment can be used for and the limitations are sound and public, then it should put the public at ease more. I say that with this Babel X, too. It's not that they have this program. It's what are the rules of engagement that limit, say, an FBI field office sack special agent in charge from just directing his SOMEX teams, these, these um, social media teams, which he'll describe in a second. What's just to stop him from telling him, hey, go out and uh, there's a Club 45 Donald Trump group down there in Florida. Just investigate them and sick Babel X on all of them. What's to stop them? It's not what you got. It's how you use it is what you're saying. Thank you. Okay. And yes. And I'm, forgive me for not getting it. That's right. It's the rules of engagement, how you use it that matters. That's what worries me about the FBI. They've shown no discretion whatsoever to be able to stop themselves from politically targeting people. Just read the news about them. Peter Stroke, Lisa Page, Spygate, pro-lifers, Hunter Biden. It's on and on and on. Here's Kyle again on my show, cut two here, talking about the potential for abuse for this program. Remember, the rules of engagement for these things matter. Check this out. The concern is why it's public, obviously. That's why you have whistleblowers coming forward with this kind of information. That's why it's being discussed. Um, when the FBI lists on a list of you know eight different potential election crimes, something like misinformation or disinformation, which are not explicit crimes, they're only really criminal if they're part of one of the other crimes that are listed on that list. So they... They're just not the uh, the thing that is the purview of the FBI. They should be explicitly avoided for First Amendment considerations. So you hit the nail on the head, you know, rank and file agents, people on the front lines, they're concerned that this could be abused and it's not going to be abused in every field office. And that's the real that's the real story, I think, is that it has potential of being abused only in specific areas where management is willing to sign off on broader, broader searches than is appropriate. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. That's you're darn right. My gosh, I'm so glad you got him and Steve Friend and others finally speaking out. You got field office managers in, say, San Francisco and elsewhere in a lot of these liberal-based areas 
who could just use this program to randomly target a bunch of political activists they don't like. Folks, listen, with the FBI's newfound proclivity for opening intel cases, according to Kyle, he did a big, long interview with me, two-parter, you should listen to, apparently into intel cases rather than law enforcement cases and prioritizing building intelligence files on Americans. I, I'm a little concerned about their use of these programs. The destruction of the personal self, folks, is the hallmark of a totalitarian society. You have a personal self the government can't infringe on unless it meets a certain guideline. Probable cause in front of a judge to enter your house. Probable cause to arrest you. We got a choice to make moving forward. What kind of America do you want to live in? You want to live in a country where the FBI, the discretion of a field office sack, can go out and target a bunch of political activists using this very powerful software? I don't. I don't. I'm not interested in that. You got another choice to make coming up a week from tomorrow, by the way. Today's my annoying update. I'm sorry in advance, but have you voted yet? If you're an early voter, are you going to vote on Election Day? If no, why not? Please. Are you registered to vote? If not, go today. Go today. Right when this is over. Go today and register to vote. If you're going to vote, please bring 10 people with you. I'm begging you to do that. Begging. I'm not too proud to beg. Country's not going to save itself. I got an election update for you. Um, folks, uh, Playbook is very concerned here. How bad things are getting for the Democrats. Remember what I told you about one of the advantages having, again, been a candidate, that annoyed a guy. He's like, Dan, you say that too much. Well, it's important. It's relevant to this. You know, when you're a candidate, it's like, uh, I guess the best example I can give you is, you know, when you're watching a football game and it's your team, you watch the game differently. You're so emotional. It's like you're hypersensitive. And you're like, gosh, that running back is killing us on the other side. And you watch every movie makes. You get what I'm saying? Meanwhile, you watch a game with two teams you don't like. You don't notice these things. And you don't remember as much. When you run for office, you pick up on these things because they affect you. And one of the things you've got to, you've got to learn about is this Cook PVI. It's just the Democrat or Republican lean of a congressional district. Anything Democrat plus five or higher in a congressional district is practically considered almost unwinnable in a normal election cycle. You got me? Cook PVI named after Charlie Cook stands for Partisan Value Index. I keep talking about it because it's so important. Read this this morning from Politico. <laughs> Folks, this is freaking bananas. Here's how bad things are getting for Democrats in blue areas. This is a quote from them. The NRCC, the Republican Congressional Committee, is adding six-figure ad buys to campaigns in three Biden plus 20 districts. Whoa! According to Axios, plus 20! The money targets reps Joe Morrell in Rochester, Julia Brownlee in Southern California, and Summer Lee in Pittsburgh. Folks, let me tell you something. If the Republican Congressional Committee, the National Republican Congressional Committee, the NRCC, is spending that kind of money in Biden plus 20 districts, what does it tell you? It tells you, obviously, they're in play. They have access to some of the most advanced polling out there. There is no way in hell they're just flushing this money down the toilet for and giggles. You know what I mean? Biden plus 20 districts, they've got polls indicating they're in play. Do you know how crazy that is? Biden plus 20. Meeting these districts went 60-40 for Biden. That's a huge deal. 
But none of it's going to happen if you don't get out and vote. This is why they're panicked, by the way. You see the playbook stuff this morning. Every day it's a new thing. Every, it's a, every day it's a new Herschel Walker, Dr. Oz. So you don't see any oppo research at all about Fetterman. You don't see it's all every morning playbook. The meltdown gets worse and worse. Wait till the day after election day. Can't wait to read. <laughs> Can't wait to read that one. All right. Uh, vote or this is ahead, by the way. I'm going to get to a story in the Washington Post, an op-ed. It, it, you, they're going there again, folks, with the COVID stuff. They're going there again. Vote in a day from to, a week from tomorrow or you are going to have this stuff wrapped around your face. You'll see what I mean in a second. Folks, if you're a homeowner and you're looking to add to your uh, add to your budget before the holidays, this message is for you. It really is possible to save an average of $700 a month right now. You just got to call my friends at American Financing. It's a great company. They care about customer service. I've spoken to them quite a few times. Trust me on this. They've been helping listeners like you for over 20 years now. Many are using their homes to pay off high interest debt or to access cash. And all of them are saving a good chunk of money doing it. You can too. That's why I keep telling you about the free, no obligation mortgage reviews American Financing offers. So you can learn about options without paying upfront or hidden fees. I mean, it's worth 10 minutes to learn more. If you start the process soon, you could delay two payments and you may close in as fast as 10 days. Here's a number for American Financing. 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660. Or visit them online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's .net, not .com. AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Thanks, American Financing. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Folks, again, vote. I'm going to drive you nuts. I'm sorry, but in advance, but that's my job. We're an activist first, talk show second. Washington Post, Kathleen Parker, October 28, 2022. Put your mask back on, please. Here we go again. You know, I. this is another thing that drives you crazy when I go on and on about the mask. I only go on and on about the mask because I have never seen an episode of mass hysteria grab American liberals by the cojones and run with it like this. There is zero evidence whatsoever that these damn things do anything to stop you from getting COVID or transmitting COVID anywhere on planet Earth. And yet, and by the way, they give people a false sense of security as well. So there's a downside to this as well. It's like telling someone, put your seatbelt on, but you don't tell them that the seatbelt, say, has like a, a disconnection switch at the top in an event of a high of a, of a high speed crash. Well, now you feel like you're safe, so you drive at high speed. Boom, the thing disconnects, right? There is a penalty to this. People change their behavior. It's called moral hazard. People change their behavior. We tell them this. The money ball rule. If masks work, why aren't they working? Here we go. The Washington Post. We lose this election. You're going to see more of this. More mandates. More jam the face diaper over your face. I'm telling you, it's coming. By the way, it's, it's another reason they're losing their minds over Elon's takeover of Twitter. Because Twitter has become the public forum where the press, athletes, and entertainers go to get out their far-left, radical, nutbag thoughts. 
Well, Twitter has been a forum to censor conservatives in the past who question the efficacy of masks, vaccines, and vaccine mandates, and they stopped you from doing it. They stopped you from entering the public square of Twitter. They're freaked out about it now. Look at this. Here's one of the reasons they're freaked out. I have never, ever seen this. Fact checkers are back. Dad, your fact checkers, you really, no, no, no. You can't stand these fact checkers. No, this is different. I saw this this morning. There's a fact check on Twitter, conveniently, after Elon took over. I don't know if they're related, these two things, but it'd be hard to believe they weren't. Biden tweeted out a, Biden, of course, lying. Biden, Biden always lies. We get that. Let me give you the facts, Biden tweeted. In 2020, 55 corporations made $40 billion, and They paid zero in federal taxes. My Inflation Reduction Act puts an end to this. <laughs> hey, fact check this. Listen to this. Readers added context. They thought people would want to know. This is Twitter doing this. The Inflation Reduction Act imposed a minimum tax on corporations with average pre-tax earnings greater than $1 billion. Out of the 55 corporations the Biden tweet references, only 14 had earnings greater than $1 billion and would be eligible under Biden's tax law. Ooh. <laughs> Come on. Do you believe it? Like, all of a sudden, by the way, that, that's an actual fact check. Like, that's a fact what the Twitter said, and Biden, of course, is lying because that's all Biden does. You may say, wow, it's a new day. Now you see why they're freaked out of Elon? Oh, it gets better. There's another fact check. Townhall.com put out a Biden quote. The most common price of gas in America, according to Biden, is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office. So Townhall.com fact check. And then Twitter added a fact check. According to the U.S. Energy Administration, Information Administration weekly report, the average gas price on January 20th was two, uh, two thirty-seven a gallon. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> this, is, this is glorious. You see why they're freaked out? You see, they use Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, all YouTube, all these left-wing lunatic sites they have used forever to make you believe things that are not true. Masks stop the spread of COVID. Vaccines stop the transmission of the virus. Vaccine mandates are some effective tool for developing public health, a faith in public health. They've lied to you. And Twitter added fact checks to reaffirm the lie. Now, all of a sudden, things are changing and they are losing their marbles. Ladies and gentlemen, gaslighting. Gaslighting is critical to the left. Lying to people and getting them to believe in a false reality. What is gaslighting? It's lying. It's lying often. It's lying confidently. And the most important component of gaslighting people, getting them to believe something that's not true, masks work for stopping COVID, is isolating them from the truth. Now that Elon took over Twitter and the truth is making its way out there, you can't isolate people from the truth anymore. That's why they're freaked out. One of the total life losers who's freaked out is this guy, Robert Reich, one of the dumbest human beings on planet Earth, yet he's very influential. He goes on Facebook and spouts a bunch of conspiracy theories about the economy that are laughable at best, and lefties believe him because they get gaslit easily. It's not like they do facts or anything. So hat tip Matt Taibbi, another actual journalist out there like Glenn Greenwald, who does reporting, shockers, few of those left, for pointing this out. He goes back to February of 2022 where Robert Reich celebrated, celebrated Google banning me for spreading COVID misinformation. That's not why I was banned, by the way. That's why YouTube suspended our account. 
We then canceled YouTube. The last video on YouTube is why we're leaving YouTube. Rice, of course, Rice doesn't know any of this or he does. He's lying. And then because we had another channel with the clips and we had loaded something to the clips channel, it somehow they accused us of evading some kind of suspension. It was just all a pretext to get us off the platform. So Rice celebrates that Twitter dropping Trump, DirecTV dropping OAN, Comcast, Charter, AT&T and other cable companies can drop Fox too. We can win this. So there's Rice celebrating a bunch of billionaire-led platforms canceling conservatives because he loves billionaires. When they cancel people, he doesn't like, because he can't debate you, Robert Rice, because he's a moron. Here's Robert Rice just the other day, though. When multi-billionaires take control of our most vital platforms for communication, it's not a win for free speech. It's a win for oligarchy. Okay, just, so just trying to follow this dipwads of logic. Yeah. So when Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and other, uh, other lefties out there use their platforms to censor conservatives. That's great. Canceling OAN, canceling Dan Bongino, that's awesome. But when Elon takes over Twitter, welcomes everyone, and welcomes free speech back, then he doesn't like billionaires having any control of platforms or communication. Folks, you can't take these people seriously, man. Really. The, the idiocy is just in their own words. You just got to show them their own stuff. Again, he doesn't care that he's a hypocrite. It's power for them. It's all they care about. An update with Elon and Twitter, though. This is interesting. The Verge. Twitter's planning to start charging $20 a month for verification. You know that blue check mark? This is an Alex uh, Heath scoop over at The Verge. Folks, uh, listen, I, I, this may be an unpopular opinion, but my job to give you one. It's not my job to duck unpopular opinions. I think this is a great idea. I've had a blue check mark for a long time on Twitter. It enables me to get distribution uh, on the platform. A lot of you can't get it. It's easier to find me because of the blue check mark. Because then you'd have a thousand fake Dan Bongino accounts up there. You should be able to get that too. I mean, I, I'm a believer in, in real, genuine equality of opportunity on these public, uh, public communication platforms. And they are. You should be able to verify yourself too. $20 a month, submit your driver's license or however the verification process is going to work. Why don't you get the same distribution access? The capitalists. I heard a lot of people, some like it, some don't. I think it's a great idea. It's become just a vanity tool, the blue check mark, for people who pretend that they're more important than you. Yep. We're not. I'm, no, I'm serious. We're not. I mean, yeah, I have a microphone, but you have jobs too. You all have you, you truck drivers, you got carpenters, you got pilots. I, I'll, you want to get verified? I'd love to hear your opinion on stuff too. You don't need a bunch of journalists to pager today. Fake news journalists and 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 pseudo intellectuals like Robert Rice getting all the distribution on the platform. Sorry. All right, I got a video uh, coming up next of the hot pocket eaters. Uh, you know the hot pocket eaters, the cancel culture leftist porn watching. Mama's basement dwelling losers absolutely melting down over something that happened at the Luke Bryan concert. I got a lesson to come from this. Let me get to my last sponsor first. iTarget Cube. You know I love iTarget. It is the single best training tool for you firearm owners out there. The website's iTargetPro.com. That's the letter I, iTargetPro.com. You've heard me talk about iTarget for a long time. I'm going to take you to the next level now with a new product they've got. You ever seen competitive shooters practice timing drills on the range? 
Imagine being able to do that at home, anytime you want, without ever spending a dime on ammo. That's what the all-new iTarget Cube does. The iTarget Cube is fully compatible with your existing laser rounds. You can buy one or upgrade to the three-pack for a truly unique training experience. Compete with friends, practice clearing drills, or use random mode to test your ability to react, all while the system times every shot you take. It's an amazing training tool. Right now, you can save 10%, plus get free shipping with the offer code DAM when you go to itargetpro.com. iTarget comes in most calibers from 9mm to 223, so you can train with almost any firearm. It's the easiest and most cost-effective way to train. It pays for itself in a single day. That's the letter, itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Use offer code DAN. Amazing product. Check it out. The feedback I get on it is phenomenal. So back to the cancel culture, hot pocket, eating porn, watching mama's basement dwelling losers who are blue check marks they didn't pay for on Twitter and think they're really super important. Country singer Luke Bryan at a concert to raise money for victims of the devastating hurricane down here in Florida. Kind of a nice thing to do. Thanks to Luke Bryan for raising some of that money or helping out. So we thought it'd be a nice thing to do to invite America's best governor, Ron DeSantis, on the stage. You know, cool. Good for him, man. Uh, so here's what happened. Listen to the uh, rousing round of applause, by the way. Ron DeSantis, Scott, check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Governor Ron DeSantis. So, of course, the blue checkmark brigade of uh, lefties who are perpetually offended by everything, eating their hot pockets. They put their porn down for a minute uh, and they started whining on Twitter, threatening to cancel Luke Bryan, which they can't do. I mean, they've tried that with Aldine and others. It doesn't work. Their popularity just grows. They tried it with Morgan Wallen. How many times are they going to learn their lesson? It doesn't work. It only works if you buy into it. So. Uh, Luke Bryan issued this statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing. He basically says, I understand DeSantis is a polarizing figure. By the way, I don't even know why Luke Bryan had to put that in there. Why did you even have to put that in there? But he, you know, he does the right thing. He says, I grew up in a country where a governor asked you they can help, you know, whatever. I mean, he said, I generally stayed out of politics. I know people would chatter about this, but if I'm going to come back there a few weeks later, I'm going to help out. That's the gist of it. He says, love dog. He's a big Georgia Bulldogs fan, apparently. Listen, um, Luke, I don't know you, man. You sound like a really nice guy. Um, I love country music. But you really, you, you, you don't. These stories drive me bananas. Please stop. Folks, don't ever, ever apologize to these idiots. You give them power. You give them power by apologizing and putting yourself on the same level as a bunch of porn-watching Hot Pocket eaters. I love Hot Pockets, by the way. But seriously, I feel bad. I've given like a negative connotation. <laughs> You're associating with these idiots. Folks, stop apologizing. Tell them kindly to F off with the family-friendly middle finger and just move on. They have zero power over your life at all. Why are you? Do I don't understand why you even needed to throw that in there. You understand he's a polarizing figure? Just issue a statement saying, 
Go F yourselves. Have a nice day. Do the Dave Chappelle. Gosh. All right, a couple of quick things I want to get to before we go today. Uh, listen, one of the things, this is a very serious story. Um, one of the things I learned to do early in this business is how to read the news critically. What do you mean read the news critically? Um, the news and journalism outlets, they typically bury the lead, meaning there's something they should have said that they didn't say, and what they should have said is obfuscated by a larger kind of more ridiculous thing. This may be the king of lead buried stories. So I'm reading through the news and I see this in the, in the mirror. It's an overseas outlet that tends, I think leans a little left. I'm not really that sure, but they note that Liz Truss, the now uh, former prime minister who resigned in the United Kingdom, the headline says she spent her final days as prime minister obsessed with the weather amid Putin's nuclear threats. So I'm thinking to myself, obsessed with the weather. So this is clearly some shot uh, taken at Liz Truss because Liz Truss is a conservative. So that's the headline. Uh, folks, when you read the piece and you start to dig through it, and you read the piece critically, she was concerned about the weather because apparently she feared a Putin nuclear detonation in the Black Sea. And she feared that the weather would bring the fallout over the United Kingdom. Kind of sounds like the obsessed with the weather, i.e. attack on Liz Truss as some kind of lunatic story, is secondary to why a former prime minister of the United Kingdom, who had access to the most classified information of the world, was so concerned about the weather because she thought Putin might engage in a nuclear strike in the Black Sea. That kind of seems like the headline to me, doesn't it? Listen, somebody's not telling us something here. You've got places like New York City putting out these nuclear fallout videos on what to do. Joe, what's did you check the DEFCON this morning? Is it the same? Uh, Europe still too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this sounds to me like somebody knows something. Now, I get it. There's, you know, the media and, and, uh, and people within government don't want to create some kind of mass panic. And Putin, at least publicly, has dialed down some of his nuclear rhetoric. But this is kind of an important story. And if you learn to read the news critically, you would have seen it. And the lead got buried under this Liz Truss is a maniac stuff. All right. Let me get to a liberal lunacy update because we do have uh, just eight days to go before an election. Uh, Lula appears to have won down in Brazil. Lula is a left-wing socialist lunatic. South America and Central America right now are almost exclusively run by far-left communists. Guy came in this morning and said to me, he looked depressed. I said, what's up? He says, this Brazilian thing. I said, I know. It doesn't matter how, this is astounding. It doesn't matter how many people socialism kills, murders, how many people are forced into poverty, how many economies they destroy, or how many political prisoners they take. Leftists just keep voting. It's the beatings will continue until morale improves. You've got a socialist communist in Colombia you got a communist in Venezuela. You got a communist now in Brazil. You going to vote for more communism here? Or are you going to save the United States from this lunacy? You got eight days. Another leftist lunacy update. So the Supreme Court this week is hearing a huge case on affirmative action. Affirmative action is obviously racist. Why? Because it discriminates against Asian Americans and others. 
at the expense of other racial groups who are preferred. Discrimination is a bad thing. It's not a good thing if you discriminate against what they call the wrong people. They, you know, oh, too many Asians. They're white adjacent. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing the racism thing here. That's a lefty thing. So as the Wall Street Journal notes, man, you've got to admire the moose nuts on the teachers unions. Randy Weingarten, they came out in support, apparently, of this racist affirmative action policy that discriminates against Asian Americans who can't get into college because there are too many Asians. Sounds kind of racisty to me. So Randy Weingarten, who ironically is the Wall Street Journal notes, she goes, they, they, Alyssa Finley writes, you got to admire the chutzpah, the teachers unions. They plead to keep minority kids out of good quality schools and they fight against school choice, reinforcing structural racism. You minority kids, no school choice for you. Bitch, white kids, you're okay. This is teachers unions. And then because the minority kids don't get to go to good schools and they suffer academically, then Randy Weigarten and the teachers unions support as a result, letting them into college at a greater rate than Asians because Asians, they prefer discrimination against Asians over discrimination against blacks and Hispanics. If this makes sense to you, you're probably an idiot. So just to be clear, we're okay Racist discrimination in college because it tries to clean up the mess we created by discriminating against black kids in grammar school. Vote for more of this coming up. It's a huge Supreme Court case, by the way. Here's another one. Leftist lunacy update. If you heard about this, Andy Kessler, Wall Street Journal. There's a new degrowth craze. Apparently, the World Economic Forum and others are featuring arguments for degrowth. Degrowth, meaning we shrink the economy, meaning less output. Output of actual stuff. Medicine, doctors, food. This sounds like suicide. That's because it is. Sounds like what Lula wants and communists around the world and the Randy Weingartens of the world. Degrowth, meaning de-life. They want to de-life the place. CPR is racist now, too, if you haven't heard. Again, you got eight days to vote this stuff out. CNN, black and Hispanic adults who go into cardiac arrest in public are less likely to receive CPR from anyone standing by before a medical team arrives. A new study finds CPR is racist now, too, apparently. And this is a fascinating story. Be in my newsletter today. Read it. City Journal. This has fascinated me for a long time. I am obsessed with plastic pollution in the ocean. It is a really big deal. Yes, we conservatives care about the environment, and we should do everything we can. God gave us the earth to use, and we should use it responsibly. John Tierney has an amazing piece in City Journal about the abomination that plastic recycling has become. He notes it's totally failed here, right? It's difficult to collect. It's impossible to sort for recycling. Environmentally harmful to reprocess. It's made and contaminated by toxic materials. And it's not economical to recycle. The piece is a uh, just a de- deconstructs this myth you've been told about leftist recycling initiatives. You know what people are doing, folks? Because it's too expensive to do it, they're sending it over to some uh, lower-income countries overseas uh, and other countries that then dump it in the ocean. More leftist lunacy. Read the piece. It's damning. Got eight days to choose. I know you'll do the right thing. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please check out my podcast and subscribe. The subscriptions really matter. They will check it out. You've listened to this show, but the subscriptions really matter. I would really appreciate it. Click that follow button on Apple, Spotify, or the subscribe button. Also on Rumble, it is free, rumble.com 
slash Bongino. It helps us uh, stay on the charts, and we deeply appreciate that. Thanks a lot. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.